Hello, it's a beautiful day and I'm indeed grateful for this new day. It's already better than yesterday. Speaking of yesterday, I randomly asked a group of people what if they had a billion in a choice currency transferred to them. Responses varying from, eh, I would just die. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Uh-uh. God don't end my also be that I rest and chill for the rest of my days. Those were the kind of responses I got. And it didn't end there. I probed further and we were able to reach the conclusion that if getting a billiard was your normal, meaning you probably have assets, say stocks, for example, in a multi-million dollar company who pay returns, consistently and that has accumulated or you have other asset class you've invested in to make money for you and that money is making more money or maybe you're a career person and you're awesome and get paid handsomely and if you know any company where they pay that much kindly allot me thank you or you run a business that turns that in it wouldn't be a shock. There would be no dying or insomnia then. You know what? At this point, tell yourself, I am able to handle large sums of money and I am at peace with having lots of money. I hope you told yourself that. I hope your mind is able to accept that. Well, this is the Bookish Redeemers podcast. All month long, We've reviewed several money books, their main ideas, common factors, and how to get started on your own financial freedom journey. That's because all we do is serve you all the book nutrients you need for a well-rounded life. Today, we will be reviewing Arese Ugo's The Smart Money Woman. An African Girl's Journey to Financial Freedom. A 276 pages book with smart money lessons and exercises at the end of every chapter. It's another certified one. Same strategy of observed in all four books we've done so far on the subject of money. The difference, however, is in the story and how it's told. The settings of the story, the location, and how creative you can get with your characters. It appears to me that if you have difficult concepts to teach and lessons that need to be learned, use stories. Mm. This book shares the stories of five women. Zuri, the main act, a real estate professional, and her friend, Lara, an oil and gas executive tammy the fashion designer adesua the lawyer and ladon the moneyed housewife their stories are centered around their family work lifestyle and finances the main lessons were geared towards teaching financial literacy the book is set in contemporary lagos and in the first chapter the scene opens up with zuri who discovers that she's broke mm-hmm what does broke mean? Arisa says that broke means if you lost your primary source of income today, you wouldn't be able to maintain the lifestyle you've become accustomed to because you have no assets to rely on. And financial freedom 
is when the assets you've accumulated can pay you enough of an income to pay for your lifestyle. And Zuri Glam, a proper Lagos big girl, had a salary of 600k with debts a little over a million. It was mid-month and she had only 80k left. Some people might think that's a lot of money, but she was owing a lot. And um, I should add that she was also at risk of losing her job. Well, that chapter ends with an exercise, knowing your net worth. What's your net worth? What's your net worth and how to go about calculating it? It's important to know this. And there's no need to be disappointed if after calculating it, it's nothing to write home about. Just get to work on increasing it. In subsequent chapters, Orissa detailed the steps Zuri and her friends took to get out of their money wahala. Though fiction now, but there's a likelihood that you'd find a bit of yourself in some of the characters in this book. And the author holds an MSc in Economic Development from University College London, and she is the founder of Smart Money Africa. And she was bold enough to confront some African ideologies, some subtly and, and others very loudly. And the first ideology we see that she confronts is the concept that men are meant to take care of women. Okay, this is outside of the marriage context. This is not a marriage conversation. So um, this book was published in 2016. It was true then. Sadly, some still think so now. And I won't deny that there are people changing that narrative. Gladly, I have smart, dependent women around me who don't depend on men for money. Then again, it's not just temporary independence I'm talking about. I'm talking about long-lasting wealth that can be passed down generations. Let's not kid ourselves at all. A larger percent of the men folk get the idea of money, the culture, the society saw to it. They see themselves as providers, so they get to work and make it happen. And they are more likely to want to acquire assets. Take two individuals, for example, one male and one female working at the same job, earning the same benefit. Let's take out complex entanglement or black tax issues from the equation. You would find out that the man is more likely to have assets, take on more risks than the woman. You should know that your hair, those fancy bags and shoes are not assets. Oh, unless you rent them out for a good price. For real though, women are waking up too and um, we just need them to wake up faster and help wake others up too. No more sleeping. We need more financially free individuals, women especially. Zuri speaks to a friend, Tammy, about a financial situation and she didn't offer to help. We would see why that is later on. A friend, however, recommended that she should go get herself a rich boyfriend. But Zuri, being a free independent woman, didn't agree to that. She understood that she was in a terrible place that she had been working for years and had no assets to show for all of her hard work. No land, no stocks, nothing of value to fall back on. There are a lot of people out there today who are working so hard, making money, but the same way they make the money is the same way they spend it. There are no backups, no emergency funds, no savings, no investments. That is a terrible place to be in. Now Zuri had a landlord hounding her, a mechanic. She had health challenges she had to sort out, aside her basic needs. 
We see as the author shares with us some of the money lessons that Zuri learned from tracking your expenses to slaying your debt, building an emergency fund. An emergency fund acts as a financial cushion that protects your long-term investment from short-term, unexpected, unplanned expenses. There's also the need to articulate the vision you want for your life, for your financial life. Do you know what you want? Besides wanting to ball and chill with the big boys, there's more. <laughs> and then moving on to the smart money budget, the way of allocating your resources. Arisa proposes splitting your income into three parts. There is the long-term financial goals, which should be about 20%. And this percentage is strictly for improving your net worth. That means your buying assets that would provide you with an income. We have the short-term financial goals, which is about 10%. This percentage of your income is for treats. So maybe you're into clothes, luxury items, or holidays. Whatever tickles your fancy. That's what she said. And living expenses. This is the last division. This covers 70% of your income. Covers accommodation, feeding, health insurance, fuel, charity. Right? Okay, I added that one. <laughs> then she moves on and talks about the power of networking. In this chapter, Zuri and her friends attended a two-day conference that changed their money game. And if we go out of the story, we can see that Arisa herself is a networking queen. If the names of those who had praises for a book is anything to go by, your network is truly your net worth. Some of the reoccurring factors that we've seen over the past few weeks is the fact that nobody can get rich from a savings account. We've talked about what inflation does to your savings. It kills it. There's also the fact that when you're choosing your investment goals, you want to choose something that reflects your financial obligations. What matters to you? You want to do what works for you and not jump on your friend's investment plan just because she tells you that the money is really in. It has to align with your goals. That's when you're able to stick with it. There's a scene in the book where Zuri and her girls are just hanging out, chilling, and um, the conversation about personal finances slowly slides in. And Tammy, the entrepreneur, confesses that though she claims to be an entrepreneur, she's never ever kept proper financial records, no balance sheets, no profit and loss statement. And she's learning now what she needs to be doing. And after the hangout, Zuri was, was glad a conversation with her girls had evolved from just gossiping and talking about latest fashion to discussing business and opportunities to earn. There was now a balance. Remember, thinking friends. I think it was last week I was emphasizing that the need to have friends who think if all you do is just about the latest fashion trend, who is marrying who, what else? You just just about things that don't improve your life. You would need to upgrade. You need to have a conversation. Like it's normal for people in this age. Zuri, after a while, as she keeps learning and trying to get herself out of debt, she decides one day that she wants to start a business. And then she was sharing her business ideas with a mentor, Mrs. A. 
And Mrs. A told us something that increasing and maximizing our earning potential doesn't mean that she has to start her own business. You know how that must have sounded to Zuri? Imagine speaking to someone about this and them telling you that you really do not have to start a business. You would most likely think they are the enemy of your progress. But she continues the table shaking and she says that not everyone is an entrepreneur. But rather, it's more important to be entrepreneurial in your thinking and to find ways to add value wherever you are. How profound. Zuri goes back home and thinks upon these things as discussed <laughs> with a mentor and um, agrees that truly business was not meant for her, but that she can bring more value to her current work. This is not to dissuade anybody from starting their own business. I mean, if you feel business is your thing, totally go for it. Just have the right structures in place, seek knowledge regarding building a business from the ground up because you do not want to be out of business even before you have started, right? And so the author also shares some reconsiderations around entrepreneurship. In conclusion, who then is a smart money woman? Arisa gives us a definition using the names of our mentors and friends, women who are well established in their field. She says, a smart money woman has an entrepreneurial mind and sits on several boards. She is a pioneer of industry and creates jobs. She's committed to raising the next generation of female leaders. She's a woman whose hustle has purpose and has learned to make money keep money and grow money. She's a master of her craft and is in the top 10% of her industry. Very insightful. And so to read the rest of that definition and how the story of Zuri and her friends ends, you know how we do it. Visit the bookstore closest to you or get an e-copy on Amazon. I sincerely hope that African parents can begin to change their own perspectives on money and teach their kids male and female about money move them from scarcity to abundance mindset but first you have to replace your own old programming concerning money with new healthier thoughts that's when you can now transfer this new set of values to your kids get them comfortable with figures design and discover ways to bring money into the conversation teach them these skills both consciously and unconsciously Cheers to a wealthy nation. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. This is the last book we are reviewing this month because next week we are going to be hosting a business expert and coach. I shan't be tempted to reveal too much. So stay tuned in, subscribe if you haven't, and share this with someone who definitely needs to hear it. Thank you for subscribing and sharing. Stay inspired on your morning journey. Yours truly, Amos. Amos.